Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. We are here live from the studio that is my classroom here at Rock <laughs> County Christian School. And joining me today is Caleb Powers. Caleb, welcome to the podcast. Hello, good to be here. Is it really good to be here? It is. Yeah. All right, yeah. I want to make sure. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable? Mm-hmm. You, you don't need anything? <laughs> no, I'm excited. All right, well, Caleb, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, uh, you're a college student. I am indeed, yes. And you are, I think, the youngest guest I've ever had on this podcast. Awesome. How's that I, I can feel? check that off my list, be the youngest guest on a podcast. All right. <laughs> now, I like to be the youngest person on this podcast, because <laughs> Ray Jewell and I do this a lot. Right, right. I feel very young sitting next to him, but... Anyway, so uh, you, besides a college student, you mm-hmm. have your own podcast. Tell us about the Christian Artist Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so I do a podcast with my brother and our friend Carly um, called The Christian Artist. And uh, yeah, we talk about, our tagline is uh, honoring Christ through creativity. So we basically just talk about where, where the intersection of those things mm-hmm. happens. Um, so uh, doing various art forms to the glory of God and, uh, and trying to honor Christ with our creative, creative endeavors. And so. where can our listeners find that? Uh, ChristianArtistShow.com is our website. Um, we're also on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show and at Facebook and just like Christian Artist Show. Just kind of type that in and we're there. So again, only after you're done catching up on your basic Bible podcast can you go and check that out. And I'd encourage you to do that once you're finished here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't click off. Don't do that. Exactly. And so uh, you, you also, uh, you're a creative person yourself mm-hmm. besides the podcast. Mm-hmm. You write and perform your own music as well. I do, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, yeah, I've been a songwriter, a singer-songwriter for um, many years now. I uh, started playing the guitar at the age of like 14 or so, and mm. so uh, ever since then it's given me an outlet to just kind of uh, creatively express myself in that way. Um, and just recently, actually, I've been um, in the process of writing uh, an album of music. It's the first time I've actually like mm. sat down to like write a whole album, um, a concept album. Right. And so I, I wrote a whole album based on First John, and so... Um, I uh, I actually just played that at our little uh, our the youth group youth group um, cafe faith night that we mm. have um, every summer um, and people seem to like that a lot and so I'm I'm working on this summer kind of getting some recordings down of that awesome. so I can kind of give it out to people and you stuff, just uh, so. I, I listened to your song your list song on, on abortion mm-hmm. which, goes, which was mm-hmm. really good thank you very much and uh, I'll put a link to that on the podcast yeah as well yeah. so all right we're we're talking about. Worship, we're talking about music today, mm-hmm. and specifically, we're talking about the song Reckless Love. Indeed. It's a popular worship tune. Uh, a lot of churches sing it. I know my, I've noticed that. my <laughs> church sings it. I think we sing it here in chapel. We've got a little, some questions about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it, the song Reckless Love by, by Corey Asbury from Bethel mm-hmm. Music, and just looking at the lyrics, a lot of it is good. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. But, where would you... Well, again, we're talking about this, uh, the, the lyrics for some of you. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you gave yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And I don't like saying yeah. Always, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I feel very... I don't know. I, I feel like those are, uh, the yeah. yas and o's aren't ever official lyrics. It's just kind of like things they tag on to. Yeah, but I've, I've been in worship settings where I see it on the PowerPoint, the right, right? And I just, yeah. I don't know. As, as an adult, I just feel stupid saying. But anyway, <laughs> that's me. I'm an old curmudgeon of a person. So we never had o's in our hymns. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, hymns. I like oh, anyway. So reckless, mm-hmm. I think, is the word. Yeah. That we have in question. So, sure. when you see that word, what do you think? 
Well, I, yeah, I see uh, carefree, not thinking about the results of the action. I mean, the, the dictionary definition of, of reckless, you know, being uh, not usually used in positive connotations. Right. Well, according to dictionary.com, yeah. uh-huh. utterly unconcerned about the consequence of some action mm-hmm. without caution, careless, or characterized by or proceeding from such carelessness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I first... I, I tend to be, when it comes to music, a bit analytical. Mm-hmm. I want to know what I'm singing. Absolutely. And I pick things apart theologically. It's mm-hmm. just the, the nerd that I am. Yep. And when I, I see that reckless, I, you know, I hem and haw a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, because that is the, the common definition. But it can be used in other contexts. Oh, yep. So I thought, oh, let's, let's hear it from the horse's mouth himself. So Corey Asbury, on his... On his Facebook page last year, addressing this controversy, said, When I use the phrase, the reckless love of God, I'm not saying that God himself is reckless. That's good. (laughs) I am, however, saying that the way he loves is in many regards quite so. What I mean is this. He is utterly unconcerned with the consequences of his actions with regard to his own safety, comfort, and well-being. His love isn't crafty or slick. It's not cunning or shrewd. In fact, all things considered, it's quite childlike, and I might even suggest sometimes downright ridiculous. His love bankrupted heaven for you. That phrase just... I, I, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, is heaven bankrupt now? There, there's nothing there? Or, yeah, like uh, they not, tore up the streets of gold. Uh, and... Yeah. He doesn't consider himself first. Wow. Uh, his love isn't selfish or self-serving. He doesn't wonder what he'll gain or lose by putting himself out there. He simply gives himself away on the off chance, the off Mm -hmm. chance that one of us might look back at him and offer ourselves in return. You know, (laughs) when I sing this song, I I, I feel like, again, there's so much in here. You and I are both five-point Calvinists, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I'm kind of a four and a half, maybe. I don't know. Oh, we got to get you there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've got a little bit of concern, but I'm, I'm... basically there but anyway <laughs> when i as i look at this through that perspective mm-hmm. before i spoke a word you were singing over me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay yeah i can see yeah, yeah, i can, I can see, see election that. there that's good before i took a breath you breathed your life in me mm-hmm. okay yeah, yeah. yeah you've been so so kind to me okay the reckless love of god it chases me down fights till i'm found you know i can see not only election but uh, in a sense, irresistible grace mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. I can see God's drawing. Yeah. Uh, and I, it, it seems to scream all of that until we get to that word, reckless. But then when mm-hmm. I read the, the quote that I just read, yeah, wow. It's very obvious that he wasn't coming at it right. from a very Calvinist perspective. And so I, 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 I'm just kind of stunned. Mm-hmm. The idea that God is not self-serving. Mm-hmm. In our context... That's a horrible thing to be self-serving, yeah. to put ourselves first. But when we're talking about God, that's exactly what God is. God yeah. is for his own glory. Mm-hmm. God wants. God is not interested in us because of who we are, but because of who he is. Mm-hmm. And all things serve the purpose yeah. of glorifying God, mm-hmm. of, of raising his attention and his magnificence. And to think that, no... God just throwing that away for some? I, I, mm-hmm. I can't fathom that. Yeah, right. Like the, uh, the, the whole reason that it's, it's wrong for us to be selfish and self-serving is that we're 
doing that at the expense of serving God. Right. Right? Like, our focus should be on God just as God's focus is on God. Right. So. Yeah, it's amazing. So we go to the, the scriptures, and I can see if reckless means the idea of it seems as though God is sparing no expense, and I just yeah. well, I, I, we can see that Luke fifteen. I'll be preaching on that later this summer. the The three parables there: the parable of the lost sheep, and this is mm-hmm. where we have the phrase "leaving the ninety nine. Yeah. And so, yes, he leaves the ninety nine to go off under the wandering sheep, and mm-hmm. that's a remarkable story. And then the the lost coin, where the woman is looking everywhere, everything, and finally finds it. And then, you know, the the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. All of this speaks of God's incredible love, but. Mm-hmm. Does that fall under the category of reckless? Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> well, at least not in, in the, the way not we in, Yeah, not in the strict yeah. like, like if you had changed the lyrics to be, you know, the seemingly reckless love right. of God. Because, yes, those parables do seem to portray a, a side of God which is, you know, earnestly seeking after right. someone um, in, in a way which could be construed as being reckless right. to worldly, you know, wisdom. From a human perspective, yeah. if we didn't have divine revelation— Yes. This would absolutely mm-hmm. seem reckless. Mm-hmm. Of course, the problem is we do have divine revelation, yeah. and God does give us a glimpse into a side of him that we would not know if he hadn't mm-hmm. given us that glimpse. So the first passage I thought of was Ephesians uh, chapter 1, yeah. which talks about God's predestination. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is based in love, but it's not the matter of, I think he said, what was it, per chance, the off chance that one yeah. of us might well, we see a design mm-hmm. in this. Uh, Ephesians 1, 5, He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, mm-hmm. to the praise of his glorious grace which he has blessed us in the beloved. So God has a purpose for us. And, and yes, we do see the doctrine of election here. And one of the things that upsets me sometimes about debates over election and whatnot yeah is that it wasn't meant to be a controversial doctrine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't meant to be a necessarily a I hate you and I whatever. Yes. But this it's is not, a, it's not tribal in nature. Right. This is inc- an incredible act of love mm-hmm. and grace and mercy mm-hmm. that anybody at all can be saved mm-hmm. and that God can overcome even my wretched depravity mm-hmm. to bring me into his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredible act of love. But we do see that purpose mm-hmm. right and it, it's the idea that he loved us so much that he didn't leave it to chance right, right? like because if he exactly. did no one would be saved right. <laughs> he had to step in before the foundations of the world and set that into place because otherwise it wouldn't have happened and this so this isn't god wooing me like i tried to woo my wife mm-hmm. into me i had to convince it took a lot of <laughs> but eventually i wore her down and she said yes mm-hmm. and we got married as quickly as you know, before she could change your mind. But that's not the picture of salvation. Uh, you mentioned regeneration earlier. God has to give us a new heart. Mm-hmm. He, in, in Ezekiel, he turns the heart of stone into a heart of flesh, yeah. something that's uh, moldable into his image. Mm-hmm. And it's a, and we can even go a couple chapters ahead in Ephesians 5, and we see the beautiful picture of, of God bringing his bride mm-hmm. without spot or wrinkle. But he's done that through sanctification through the washing of the word and god has a has a design he has an object he has a goal and one of the we can go to uh, psalm 2 and see this grand design and the beauty of the final result Mm -hmm. so this wasn't 
an off chance yeah. that someone might look back. Yeah. We go into we can there are other passages we look at, mm-hmm. but I uh, think of John four twenty four. Here's Jesus yep. with the woman at the well, and he describes what worship ought to be in spirit and in truth. Because mm-hmm. if I'm listening to this, I might think, well, okay, you're picking apart one word. Why are you so nitpicky over this? <laughs> People ask me that all the time mm. about lots of things. I but that's just the kind of person I am. Right. So why isn't this nitpicky? I mean, because it's really important, especially when we're offering worship to literally the God of the universe, right. that we are accurate in that worship, right? And yeah, as the verse says, worship in spirit and in truth. We're yeah. obviously, you know, as, as Christians, we're worshiping in the spirit of, of you know, God, hopefully, right? We're having the Holy Spirit right. inside of us. But also, we need to make sure that we are, um, we're, we're accurate in the uh, the praise that we're giving, um, right? If we, if we said to God, like, you know... Uh, Lord, you are whatever, I don't know, in, 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 input some other right. random uh, phrase or attribute here that God obviously doesn't have in Scripture. God would not accept that worship right. because it's not true, right? It's, we're, we're painting a picture of a different God than the God of the Bible. Well, and I think that gets to the heart of what worship is. Yeah. Worship isn't about us, it's about God. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a compliment to you yeah. if I were to say something about you that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, but I mean that in a good way. Like, you are yeah. this way and you're this, but I'm not that way. Like, right. Yeah. Even if I was that way, it would be a compliment. I'm not. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes we, and we can get into this a little bit later. We get into our application section, but when worship becomes just, this makes me feel good. This yeah. song just sounds good mm-hmm. and, I, and it gives me a good feeling. That's not the purpose of worship. Yeah, absolutely. We just actually had an episode um, on the Christian Artist about this. We had uh, um, one of the people who, um, uh, actually, one of the children's ministers from from Faith, right now from our church, um, and had him on to because he helps with the worship, um, as, same as I do at, at our church. Um, and we just kind of have had a discussion about um, what worship music look like looks like, and uh, that was one of the things that we mentioned. Right, is that I think a lot of people go to church and you know go into a time of, of worship with with music basically expecting to be refreshed and renewed right. and like this is about them connecting with god in some in some way and obviously those can be side effects of yeah. proper worship to god but that's not the reason we're there right right we're, the reason we're there is to worship god is to offer something to god yeah. not get god to give something to us right um colossians three sixteen commands us the command we are to instruct each other mm-hmm. in psalms and hymns mm-hmm. and spiritual songs so there is a, a teaching aspect. Absolutely. And if that teaching is wrong, right. it's not worship. Yeah. It's not a fulfillment of that command. Right. It's like, um, would you be that strict, um, you know, if we're talking about, like, the sermon, right? Like, yeah. I, I know a lot of people who would be super strict about, like, oh, you said that one thing. And I definitely don't agree with yeah. that one thing in that sermon. But they would be pretty lax in, in the worship music that they right. listen to because, you know— this is just music, where you know both of those are called to be very um, truth-centered things, right? right? They're both teaching the you know the flock about God and who He is, and affirming those truths, you know, time and time again, um, so that we can worship God rightly and, and truthfully. But if we're worshiping God in a way that God does not want to be worshipped, you know, that's a problem, right? And that gets from the whole purpose of what worship is. And yeah. at that point, uh, well, let's get into our, our next section: dangers mm-hmm. to avoid. I think the danger here is not just, okay, and I don't think this is a number one issue that I'm going to separate over. Mm-hmm. If you want to sing Reckless Love in your thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my church <laughs> sings it, and I'm not leaving. <laughs> but if we're not careful, what we lose in here is our concept of God. Yeah. 
what type of God do we believe in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Tozer who wrote that your conception, your thought of God is the most important thought you could ever have. Mm-hmm. And so when we enter that, that arena of worship, mm-hmm. which is far more than just the, the music time, when you're thinking of who God is, is God a reckless God who has, from what Asbury wrote here, it seems like no control over yeah. the universe, and you almost feel sorry like uh, for, for this God, like the, you know, the teenager who's been rejected for prom. Mm. And, and you look at this God <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm sorry so many people are rejected. Yes. Maybe somebody will, will give in at some point. <laughs> There's someone out there for everybody. And, you know. Right, it's like this the sad teenager, yeah, who's like just sitting in the corner by himself and no one wants to talk right. to him. And <laughs> just feel bad, so I guess he'd go over. He's got a great personality. Isn't <laughs> I'm, I'm sad, but, you know, yeah. and we laugh about that, but that's, it, it's it's heresy. Mm. And, it, and it loses and the it's idolatry. Right. right, yeah. It's idolatry because it's not God. It's yeah. not true. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we certainly, uh, but, you know, let me ask you, as someone who is, you know, I play a banjo. <laughs> and play is in air quotes here. Yeah. So I'm not very talented when it comes to worship or any of this stuff. What is the danger of a self-serving or, or self-centered worship? Because I believe that's a danger in many churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've hit on that a little bit, but I want to kind of elaborate on that. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, right, as we said, like, that's just not what worship is. Um, you know, it, it says in many places in Scripture, um, you know, the uh, – in various psalms, right, um, it gives us examples of how we are to worship God, how we yeah. are to sing praises to God. And it's never about, um, you know, uh, well, I hope that I'm going to feel this way at the end of this thing. It's just about let's talk about God, yeah. right? Let, let's let's talk about God. Let's, let's sing about God and maybe right. what he's done for me and what he's done for us, but focusing back on always what yeah. – who is God? What has he done? How can we praise him for that? You know, I feel like there are times when we – we are praising God, but in the in reality, we're praising ourselves in yeah. the sense that God, you're good because you do this for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If God didn't do that for me, would then, I be singing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like I love you because of what you've done for me, or right. whatever. And maybe in in a way that's true, right? Because like obviously, you know, if God gives us a new heart, like right. that is the only reason that we can love God, right? And that's yeah. true, but. You know that it's sin to say the only reason that I would love you yeah. is be- if you did these things for me. Right? And we we ought to be thankful, and we and we ought to recognize. I'll go back to the old hymn: "Count your many blessings, whatever." Mm. And that's good. Yeah, but that's a starting point. Mm-hmm. But we realize God's blessing me not because of who I am, but because of who He is, mm-hmm. and that should lead us to a greater appreciation of who God is, what His character is, His holiness, His righteousness, His mercy, His love, His condescension toward mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Um, I think there's a there's a song by uh, Shailen, who's a, a, a Calvinist rapper, yeah. actually. Yeah, um, and uh, it's I can't remember the exact name. Of the song. It's about false teachers. It's oh yeah, false, yeah, false teachers. That's, that's, that's what it's called. Yeah, and Connor and I were just listening to the my, my brother Connor and I were just listening that to that the other day, and I can't remember exactly how the line goes, but it's something like um, you know if you if you came to Jesus for money, Jesus isn't your God. Money is, and it's yeah. the same idea, right? right. If, if you are if uh, um, you came to church today because you want to feel these feelings. Yeah, God isn't your God. Right. That those feelings are right. That that experience is. And uh, if if your entire worship attitude is based on that on those feelings and they don't come, 
then suddenly you're like, okay, what's wrong? Right. Have I sinned today? Yeah. Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, what's going on? Is God mad at me? Right. Like, why am I not feeling these feelings when that's not the point? Yeah. We look at God as a genie in the lamp or, or Santa Claus, or at the very least, we have a works-based righteousness, yeah. where as long mm-hmm. as I do these things, God should be taking care of me. Yeah. I do this, you do this in return, mm-hmm. which, again, is heresy. It's, it's not the God that we yeah. serve. And, I, you know, sometimes God is just the avenue of, I remember years ago dealing with a family in a church I was at uh, with a pastoral visit. They said they were done. They were done with church. Mm. They tried it, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And what they meant by that is my family life wasn't better. My mm. prayers weren't getting answered quicker. Yeah. Uh, the bills aren't paid, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and so, again, they're expecting things from God. Mm-hmm. That's not worship. Yep. All right, so let's, in our application, what do you do? What's your advice? You're, si- you're sitting in a church. <laughs> mm-hmm. This song comes on, or, or this song is being played. What, what, what advice do you give to the person in the pew? Well, I was actually just listening to the... Um, I hadn't listened yet to the, the John Piper podcast um, on, on this yeah. yet. Um, but I, I listened to it on the way over here, and one of the things I, I really liked the, about what he said, you know, he said twofold, right? Like, either if your conscience won't allow you to sing that, don't sing it. Yeah. Because, right, like, if, if you're literally going to feel like you're sinning by singing a, a, a lyric of a song, which in many cases, I, I've done that, right? Yeah. Like, I've just been like, I, I can't feel right singing yeah. that. Just don't sing it, right? That's what, right. That's a scripture command, you know, uh, exhorts us to do. But also, like, if you're, you know, if not that big of a deal, then make it your own thing, right? Yeah. Like, just interpret that line as if right. it means a different application of reckless than right. the author meant it to be. And, you know, that's that's something, as uh, Piper pointed out, that's yeah. something we do with old hymns all the time right. anyway. And, and that's not necessarily a postmodern thing, but it's, a, yeah. you know, we're not bound by... Yep. Uh, what the original author right. meant. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope you're not going to look down on me now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I love Southern gospel music. Mm-hmm. I like it. A lot of it is very Arminian. A lot of it is soft. Uh, you know, there are some songs I just, yeah. you know, what, I, I can't listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Now, my church doesn't play Southern Gospel in our, during our worship session. Mm-hmm. But when I'm listening to it, there are songs I'll skip. Or I'm just going to sing along and, you know, I know what this guy meant, but yeah. I can take this a different way. Yeah. So we're not saying go and protest, uh, <laughs> you know, throw the hymnal. I guess we're not using hymnals anymore. No. Uh, you know, really. turn your back to the worship leader or yeah. march out of the church. That's not going to be helpful. No. But maybe a conversation with the Absolutely. worship leader would be yeah. – or, or the pastor or – And that's the thing, right? Like, you know, even though you, you could, like, interpret lyrics to, you know, in your own personal worship time to do this. But I think I think it's important to, to remember in a church setting, in a corporate worship setting, right. it's important that all of us be exhorting each other yes. to worship in spirit and truth, right? And, you know, and if you – like, for me, as a, a person who uh, often leads worship, um, it's easy for me to be able to, uh, you know – Try to vet all of the songs right. that I, I I choose to that we sing and and try to push our congregation in, in a certain certain direction yeah. in, in you know pointing them back to these these old right. ancient truths and not you know getting swept up in you know whatever new worship song yeah. is is playing on the radio or whatever. But yeah, those are conversations that we need to be having with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, so that we can come to a better understanding of how God should be worshipped, and uh, what is most honoring to him in, right. in the songs that we sing, right? Because we wouldn't uh, be dislax. I would hope we wouldn't be dislax about, you know, uh, a sermon um, in, our, right. in our church, right? If, if suddenly they just said something about God that just isn't true, yeah. um, you know, we, we should be just as as, uh, as critical about the music that we sing. Right. So I think, again, the greatest application here is think through what you say. Yeah. Whether it's in church or your car radio mm-hmm. or the MP3 player on your phone or yep. whatever. 
think through what you're singing and by all means that should not just lead you to a critical spirit but hopefully it leads you to a greater appreciation and a greater reflection of who god is his glory his his awesome power and sovereignty absolutely right and jesus said love the lord your god with all your heart mind yes soul and strength right so mind is part of that and that's another way we can love god um is through thinking things through and and being right in our, our worship of him and in our correct doctrine stuff. So. All right, so recommendations for going a little deeper. I've got a couple here. Uh, we mentioned the the podcast by John Piper, the Ask Pastor John podcast. Should we sing Reckless Love? He's got some good reflections yeah. on that. And then also the guys at uh, Doctrine and Devotion also did a podcast on this as well. Um, I'm hoping to get Joe Thorne on this podcast at some point. So email Joe Thorne and tell him to come on. And then uh, the book, I, I've recommended this before, but Worship by John MacArthur, The Ultimate Priority. Got a lot of good thoughts on that. Do you have anything you'd like to add to that? Hmm, that's a good question. I didn't think about it very much. Um, so you're completely unprepared for this book. Thanks a <laughs> no, lot. You know, this could be the last time you're ever on. I write, <laughs> I write through all of the rest of it. I, I didn't really, when I was looking at it, I didn't really have anything that jumped out to me to, to add to the recommended resources, as it were. But, the correct um, answer would have been, Kevin, you put a lot of thought into yeah, this. Yeah, there you go. I couldn't let's, possibly let's... add to your great thoughts let's just pretend that that's what i said okay we'll edit this later and (laughs) all right well caleb thanks again for for joining us and uh tell us again uh where we can find your podcast yeah absolutely so yeah i do a a podcast called the christian artist you can find it at our website at christianartistshow.com at twitter at christ underscore art underscore show and at facebook at facebook.com slash christian artist show all right well let me add my quick little promos again so don't forget check out our our website at basicbiblepodcast.org and then check us out on Twitter at Basic Biblecast. Also the same handle on Instagram, which I'm hoping to update at some point. Ooh, I should get an Instagram for the Christian artist. Just you should. That, you know. <laughs> you get on that today. social media game. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so you can be like the Basic Bible Podcast media empire. Yes, Social right. media <laughs> empire. All right, well, uh, thanks again uh, for joining us. Absolutely. And join us next week. We'll be talking about... Uh, abuse in the church. My Mm -hmm. friend Dr. Don Woodard will be on the program. So until then, have a great rest of your week.